everyone, the rules. <laughs> I am Brianka and I'm Benita. and this is and, and the, the topic, topic is. is... The topic is the COVID-19 school year. Yeah, um, so we decided to do this this topic because we're both educators and we just wanted to talk to another educator and the student about their experience. So we're going to go into the interview now and hopefully you enjoy. So here we go. Hello, uh, I want to thank Brian and Jasmine for joining us today on our podcast and the topic is COVID-19 school year. We're going to have them introduce themselves, starting with um, Jasmine, ladies first. Jasmine, if you would just tell us your name, a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Jasmine. I recently graduated last month in May. Um, I was a dual enrollment student at Albany State University, and I'll be attending Alabama State University in the fall as a sophomore. Oh, a sophomore. What will you be majoring in? I'll be majoring in forensic chemistry. Oh, cool. What do you want to do with that? I'm going to be a forensic pathology. Nice. Very cool. All right, Brian. Hi, um, Brian Kelly. Uh, I've been teaching for 10 years. I'm a special education teacher, um, baseball coach. Uh, I went to Illinois State University, and I just finished my master's in special education this year. Oh, congratulations right. on finishing your master's. So um, I'm Brianka. I'm Benita. Uh, I'm a speech pathologist. I work with um, all age all age levels, pre-K through high school, but I mostly work with elementary and middle school students. And I am a middle school science teacher. I've been doing this for what, 21, 22 years now. Um, primarily teaching physical science at the moment. Um, I do have my specialist in middle grades education. Um, and I really am enjoying uh, what I do. I've been doing it for, I've been doing this for six years, so I'm a baby. Um, so again, this is about the COVID nineteen school year. We have these two educators on, well, a student and an educator on, with three educators on and student. So I just want to start with like when you guys first heard of, of COVID, the rumblings of COVID. Anyway. Oh, go ahead, Jasmine. Okay. Um, I first heard of COVID around sometime last year, I think around January or February, but it started to get really known around the month of March, but that's when we got out of school because of it. Okay. And what, where were you? Were you guys, were you doing any type of virtual learning at that point? No, man, we weren't. We started, um, we, at first we thought it was just going to be like a little break, like a two week break. And then we turned into the whole summer which turned into it's not going back to school until September. So you all weren't doing any type of schoolwork at that point? Not at that point. Oh, dang. Okay. Oh, so you were a junior, right? Yes, ma'am. I was a junior, but when I went back to school, it was my senior year. Okay. What about you, Brian? When did you first hear of COVID? Um, I think the first time I really remember actually talking about it or hearing about it um, was right before my sister's wedding. She got married right at the end of February. Um, and so there was some kind of talk about what the virus was and um, what was happening uh, over in China. But it wasn't really one of those things that sunk into any of our heads. And then about two weeks later, um, that's when our school closed, like middle of March. And so I, I know just as like a, 
a big brother, like we we're all very happy <laughs> that sister was able to get her wedding in because there's been nightmares about people kind of just trying to plan events and you know unfortunately whether it's weddings or funerals um just a lot of things have been just changed very drastically because of the virus exactly and where were you at that point were you um oh go ahead oh go ahead sorry well, i was just gonna say i was living in the chicagoland area okay. um and i was teaching there and i didn't actually come into to georgia until the start of this past school year oh okay so when you guys shut down, were you all doing any type of online or was it just like completely, we're not doing any type of teaching or? Yeah, our school district was actually probably very well equipped um, at the time to kind of take on the virus. I think we did about a week, maybe a little extra, maybe like a week to 10 days where teachers got um, an opportunity to kind of get some lesson plans together, turn things virtually. We are already a Google um, classroom school, but all the teachers were required to have Google Classrooms. Um, they had to have an understanding of how to use it. So going into the school year, we already knew how to do all those different things. Um, it was just more giving time to um, acclimate ourselves, making sure we could prepare all of our materials to be virtual. Uh, so after about a week or so, we were we started classes. We had to do virtual meets with all of our classes. You were expected to meet with each of your class once a day for 30 minutes um and there was leniency for sure but our school did an awesome job they sent out help us to um, all students who didn't have internet access and chromebooks we were already a one-to-one -one school um so comparatively speaking to a lot of people that i don't teach we were it was actually a pretty a pretty smooth transition and, and teaching and education kind of still went on the way we wanted it to well, that was great. That was completely different from where I was. We were told not to do anything because we, you know, we didn't know what to do. So just do nothing because we don't want do not want to get into a situation where we are giving speech therapy to some and not to others. And there was some speech therapists who were giving therapy to some kids and not others. And that, you know, that's not exactly fair. So we we would set up we set up websites with with information and links, and we call parents. So that was that was all we could do. We still did our IEP meeting, um, speech therapy was still going on, oh, wow. counseling services were still happening. Mm. Um, now, some parents and people turned down certain um, offers like Google Meets because of privacy concerns and things like that, but um, families were pretty much offered any and everything as long as they were willing to accept it. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, we still had the meetings though. Kind of, yeah, we did. By that point, all the IEP meetings should have been done because we had to have them done by February. So it was like the transition meetings for kids going from elementary to middle school and then middle to high. And those were done over over on Zoom. So Jasmine, was your experience during that break, were you guys on Google Meet or did you ever have any type of instruction or how did it go for you? Um, from what I can remember, I don't think we had any type of instruction. I think instructions didn't actually start back until that following year mm. going into school because we didn't go back until September. Oh, wow. How did you feel about that? Um, I, I was kind of disappointed since it's my junior year. Um, I actually, I ran for the Miss Terracotta High School pageant that year, so our pageant got canceled. Mm. It had to be virtual. Um, I didn't really get to enjoy my junior year because 
prom got canceled. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just a lot going on. Okay, you mentioned that the Miss Terrell High School pageant was virtual, and I I worked with that pageant um, for a few years when I when I was there. Like, how how did that work? A, a virtual pageant? Um, it was actually okay. It was myself and the other two contestants and Mrs. Harris and the videographer. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically recorded everything and we sent it to the judges that, like, right after we finished recording our, our parts, we had to leave the school. Like, we had to go. And so it was just, we were separated. I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you missed the experience of being on the stage. And, and I um, wanted my mom and my family to be there. They couldn't. So it was just me. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate you had that experience because the full pageant experience is actually quite lovely. It's you know, nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. You know. It's um, really fun. So, yeah, that... Gosh, that was a bummer. Um, but, you know, to, to hear the different experiences that, you know, the two of you had, Brian and, and, and Brianca, from um, how you were instructed to handle the changes, like you were told to do nothing, right? And you guys had this seemingly smooth transition. Yeah, they had an awesome um, transition. I can't say that I, I said our transition was, was terrible. Um, it, it's just I think that we were ill-equipped to a mm-hmm. lot of things that we didn't have. We didn't get, like, the... Um, the cameras um, until the following school year to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, we we found out on a teacher work day, you know, there were rumblings going around. You know, we're going to have a two-week break, a two-week break, and we had a faculty meeting, and we'll let you all know at this time of the day what's going to happen. And that time popped up, and they said, okay, it's going to be two weeks. We're going to meet with the, the um, sister campus, the other campus that we um, – mirror and yeah I was gonna meet as a department and you're gonna discuss what you're gonna do and we did that you know um we all had Google Classroom I did not use it in the same way that I started using this year mm-hmm. um a lot, a lot of my paperwork was turned in you know on paper um so this was my first time really having kids just submit assignments virtually but I uploaded um videos to what I was going to be teaching. Assignments were also uploaded. Um, PowerPoints were uploaded. We were required to meet with our students at least um, one time a day, um, for like an hour, told not to overload students. This is an overwhelming thing because, you know, when you think about it, it's not just one kid in one household. Mm -hmm. Some families have two children, three children or or more in different different grade levels. levels. Um, And they may not have uh, devices for all of those children. So we can't just monopolize all of their their time. And I do remember um, working as a parent and as a teacher during this time. My daughter uh, was actually quite great. I didn't, didn't have to worry about it. You know, she got up she logged on around 8 or 9 o'clock. She did her assignments. That freed my laptop up for my 2 o'clock meeting with my students. I have an honors class. And I have a regular science class. And um, that was kind of challenging because I'm, I'm holding up a, 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 a tablet, a notebook, writing things down. Like, okay, can you guys see this? Because, you know, the honors class, backwards. we were balancing equations. No, <laughs> the backwards thing wasn't an issue. It was an um, issue for me. Kids would submit work, <laughs> and it wasn't correct, and I didn't want to penalize yeah, them for us. So how stressful. about you redo this this part? And trying to teach balancing equations um, virtually was, um, let's just say, interesting. Um, so it, it was it was it, it was just a strange time. And then to hear 
you know, you get to that two week mark. Oh, it's gonna be the rest uh, of the school year in April. We come back April mm-hmm. was it April fifteenth. Um, it was that didn't school. happen, mm-hmm. and then that date changed into the, the end of the school year. year. So yeah, it was. Um, it, it, I, I would say my experience may have been in between what you and Brian experienced. It just um, was not set up. It sounds like Brian, your school district, were you guys already kind of doing some online work? It sounds like. Um, we'd have to, we'd have kids doing graphics virtually at times, um, and just submitting through Google Classroom, anyways. Yeah. So for, I would say, it's probably sixty percent of our teachers. It was probably a pretty simple transition. I know. They let us come in for two days to print out copies and make sure we could get things uploaded onto the computer. Mm-hmm. But after that, we weren't allowed to come back into the school. So um, from there, it was kind of, if you didn't have stuff, you, you found online resources and right. materials and mm-hmm. things like that. And I know they created a bunch of folders for different subject levels and, and things like that. So people could kind of take each other's ideas. Um, our, our, or administration, they kind of told us for projects and things like that, you know, focus on more general things, not necessarily be so specific, let kids come up and create their own projects, let mm-hmm. them have a lot of choices with what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't a ton of pressure necessarily on what we were teaching at that moment in time, as long as it was productive and it made sense to do. Was it challenging for you? It doesn't sound, but, but was it challenging for you personally, or was it kind of like smooth, you would say? Um, I actually, to be honest with you, I felt like I kind of thrived in it. Oh, great. <laughs> I think it's one of those things if you were organized and you were already doing and using Google Meets and using Google Classroom, um, it was something that was pretty simple to do. I already had a really good relationship with the kids in the class. Um, so even just getting kids to attend our Google Meet was really easy. I mean, I, I almost had, like if we had about 25 kids per class, I usually have 18 on average show up, um, which compared to a lot of the other people that I worked with, uh, that was it was a really high number. Yeah, you had so good was, attendance. Yeah, so it, it was actually pretty easy, and you know I could go to work with sweatpants on, and no one would know. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking, I know I would see a lot of articles of parents with special needs children, children in special education who were, um, they were complaining about the lack of service during COVID. But it sounds like you guys didn't miss a beat. I know we had parents who, when the school year began, they were asking about, you know, compensatory services. Um, but our rule was if the data showed a deficit, then we would offer. And I had a handful of kids who did get extra services because they did um, they did um, not progress. They, they, they regressed over that break. But I just remember seeing a lot of articles of parents frustrated with the shutdown and with having to be at home and not having the children in the classroom to receive those special education services. Did you have any complaints yes. from parents? Um, actually, no, we didn't. Not I personally did not have any okay. um, complaints. I'm, I don't know if anyone else did uh, from our school as well. Um, but we did do a lot of one-on-ones with our kids on our caseload because I was at a high school at the time. Um, and then we also we made, we made amendments to kids' IEP goals and mm-hmm. things like that too, because there were some things that we couldn't, like just social skills, raising your hand, right. um, coming to class with your you know your binder, your folder, just organization things. We couldn't actually see that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we did make some amendment and with and parents were great about it they, they understood the situation um so it's just there was a lot of communicating especially the first couple weeks it's it was full day i mean i was probably working 10 11 hours just trying to make sure everyone was being provided everything but yeah. as far as like the, how hard it was to do those things it really wasn't that hard it was just more about taking the time to kind of do those things and make sure everyone was being carried uh, cared for and uh, that, you know, they're getting the best as possible services we could provide. You definitely write about communication. Um, parents, I found that parents, I didn't have the, the issues that other people did. And, and we didn't have that many issues, but because we did communicate, we over-communicated. I would text parents all the time, um, email, call, so you're definitely right about communication. That really did help ease. Because um, in the beginning, a lot of parents were really just kind of like, oh, okay, well, whatever y'all want us to do, we'll do it. But um, I think coming up to that, the next school term, a lot of parents, in, from my point of view, were really anxious. Because I remember, well, first of all, during that summer, I didn't, I didn't personally have any training. I don't know about anyone else. No, I didn't. Um, so we, when I started back work to work, it was trying to figure out how to set up the Canvas course. And um, I, rem I remember going around to other SLPs trying to show them how to do it. Parents were calling and asking when speech therapy was going to start. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to serve these kids because typically I go to the classroom and get them. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, do I need to put my link on the teacher's page or do I need to like have my own link? But I finally figured it out. I just have my own link, let parents know. And that first week of school, a lot of parents were like, you know what, I can't, I can't do this week. I'm overwhelmed, let's just start next week. Mm -hmm. So I, I encountered, I, I had to call one parent that I said, ma'am, you're gonna do what you can do. One parent was going off about the math. She didn't get it, she didn't understand. I was like, I'm so sorry. I can try and contact the teacher for you. And she was like, I already talked to her. It's like, I, she just wanted to vent. And sometimes I was on the phone, just letting them vent. So that was just the experience. The, the beginning of the next school term. But going into it, I was I had high anxiety because I didn't know what to do, what to expect. So how did you guys feel, um, Jasmine, by the upcoming school year? When you start your senior year, what were your thoughts? Um, honestly, I was not very excited hmm. because I knew it wasn't going to be a rememberable senior year. Um, actually, our transition to um, virtual learning was I feel like they were unprepared because it's something that they kind of never experienced before. So they mm -hmm. kept continuously pushing back our start dates for school. And we finally started in like, because usually, usually we'll start school in like July, at the end of July, but we didn't start school until September, like the middle of September. Oh, wow. So it, I, it, just, it wasn't easy. Um, my think about having to learn physics online through the computer. <laughs> the teachers, <laughs> I don't know, because honestly, we had um we had like green days and gold days. So mm. I went on gold days and my siblings. So gold days were Tuesdays and Thursdays, and green days were Mondays and Wednesdays, and Fridays would be just virtual learning. But from my experience, I feel like every day was a virtual learning for me which is why the second semester I just end up going fully virtual because I just feel like I wasn't learning anything they were too busy I don't know just focusing on other things so mm, yeah. I just didn't like it at all I mean you have um siblings at different grade levels I know um 
you have a brother that's in high school also, but then there's a younger sibling, you know, uh, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, the primary age. How did your mom deal with having you guys, you know, um, different grade levels um, and maybe even different days that you went to school? Like, you know, maybe someone went on a, on a green day and you went on gold days. And what was that like for, um, for you all as, as, as a family? Um, students in the same household were on the same days, but okay. both Corbin and Jalen went to school virtual mm -hmm. throughout the whole year. I was the only one that actually went to school for mm -hmm. the first semester. Um, I actually feel like Corbin had much of a kind of a hard, hard, more difficult time than Jalen and I because he's younger. So I just feel like he didn't learn anything because now he's transitioning to elementary school. He's in third grade this year. Right. Probably get second grade, which is last year. Um, I think it's gonna be difficult for him to start back going to school with his, because he was so used to like, okay, trying to complete his work and then he'll, you know how kids are, he'll try to play video games. <laughs> right. So I had to tell him like, no, you can't do this. You gotta act like you're at school. It was difficult for him getting up mm -hmm. to actually learn mm -hmm. on the computer. So I don't think he liked it either. Yeah. Wow, and then the, the social aspect, especially for um, well, for all the students, and especially for the younger ones, you know, to have that outlet, to be able to go outside for recess and play, and to talk to their friends, and just to just enjoy being in a different space with with different people instead of yeah, being in the same house every day. He was kind of um, lashed before the COVID happened. He was kind of active at school and recess, but I think it's gonna be much harder for him to go back and interact with other students because he spent literally all year in the house right watching tv mm -hmm. you do forget how to socialize <laughs> it was really like well the first two and a half weeks in my school district everyone was virtual and it was it was real difficult for me to sit that long i would come home with headache my eyes would hurt because i'm so used to getting up every 30 minutes of going you know going here going there um, um i did not have a whole lot of kids show up and then, like, like you know, Brian was saying, we did have to change some goals around with the IEP because some goals you just cannot do virtually. Um, but I did notice a lot more kids, like you were saying, Jasmine, they decided to come back because after two and a half weeks, it was parent choice. So a lot of the, especially kindergarten through fifth, a lot of those students came back in the classroom. But my middle school kids, a lot of them stayed home. But I, I think it was really good for the younger kids to come back. Though we were still at 50%, that was a cutoff, it was good to see the, the younger ones in the classroom to get some type of socialization to be, or normalization as it comes to school. Um, so Ryan, I guess at this point, you started, when did you, when did you start the new school district? Uh, this past school year, so um, okay. I was there the whole year. I moved probably a week, right, a week before school started, so. Okay. How was it? How was it coming going from where you were to to Chicago to Georgia? Um. Oh gosh. It, <laughs> it's it's so different. I don't even know how necessarily to describe it. Um. Because I live just outside of Chicago, so I'm used to big cities. This even the suburbs are. There's just a lot more to do there than mm -hmm. here, and then like I don't know if people consider. Albany, you know, the, the country, but I consider it the country. Like the, <laughs> we do. <laughs> once you get beyond Albany, there's nothing. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to me. Um, 
So there is just there's just a lot to get used to in a really quick turnaround. And honestly, too, just the way um, both area, the two areas that I like coming from Chicagoland, um, then to like the Albany area, just getting used to how people view COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by that? Describe, how people view COVID? Uh, um, whether like, <laughs> well, so when I, when I came here, there was, <laughs> um, you know, people would be like, well, if I get COVID, it's because God wants me to and Jesus wants me to, mm-hmm. or it was, it seemed very politically charged, like, yeah. I'm not going to do this because, um, you know, I, I just, I, it's not real, it's a government conspiracy, um, <laughs> where in the Chicagoland area, people might not have been happy about it, and they might have even thought the same thing, but they didn't really talk about it, they just kind of did the protocols that were being asked. Mm-hmm. So coming here... Um, there's just there's just differences of, of that in general and then even how much people wore masks mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know you would think everybody was exposed to it in chicago the way people were <laughs> um <laughs> we're here it wasn't quite it, you didn't really quite have that feel and i know a lot of it has to do with temperature too um when covid first hit we were in march and march in chicago is 50 degrees right um and you can get snow still you can get rain there's gonna be tornadoes like there's so much um just kind of happening as far as the weather goes but i know one of the initial things that was talked about was the warmer the weather the less likely um people to get it but it was also very eye-opening coming to i think at one point it was the like the third albany was the third highest per capita um, Mm -hmm. place where people Mm -hmm. had, had gotten the disease and um, my girlfriend, you know, she was, she's a reporter and that's why we came here. So she had all the numbers. So it was very, it was high anxiety for me to come here, um, knowing that I was going to be going to school. We didn't have, there was no virtual learning, at, um, this school year, except for one week right before Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, and so outside of that, we were full blast in person. So there was, it was just a lot. It was a lot to take on at one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Bible Belt. <laughs> And you, you're right about Albany. Um, there was a funeral. A man came, didn't know he had symptoms. And we also had the Snickers, uh, Marathon. The Snickers Marathon that same weekend. Mm-hmm, which and is we, a Boston Marathon qualifier. Exactly. So we uh, Albany got hit. And Pretty it was, and, and people that we know and people up uh, that we know um, passed. And it was really, it was terrible. But you're right about the mass. A lot of people. And it was political. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. you know, this somehow you're a patriot if you don't wear it. I don't know. It was ridiculous. But uh, what a culture shock. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, at the beginning of this past school term, I think one of my biggest concerns were was how to keep myself safe and my, my children safe and also my students safe. Those that did um, show up because you know we did have we had parent choice from the beginning. Um, some chose to be virtual, some chose to come to school in person. And I, I was thinking because it's so politically charged that maybe a lot of the students would not want to wear a mask. But I was pleasantly surprised at how many actually did. Um, you know, I think for the most part overall that really wasn't a big issue. And if they forgot a mask or didn't have one, uh, we had extra that were provided. Um, from what's the Haynes company, the Haynes brand, look like little tidy whitey's on your face, honestly. But um, 
you know, they would ask for one, you know, we'd give them one, and it wasn't an issue. Um, and we did have um, a mass break built into our little schedule. Yeah. The kids would go outside and take them off and be able to, you know, just be free of that for a minute. But um, my main concern was was not bringing it home and having my, my, my child also go to school and not bring it home. And I was looking up um, shields for my tables, um, trying to rearrange my tables to make sure that everybody's facing the same direction. When the previous school year I had my tables, two tables together, and they were facing each other, you know, two people on each side of each table, where they could um, collaborate um, and work on things. I was afraid to do experiments in the beginning because of, you know, um, cross-contamination of touching materials and sharing materials. Um, wasn't quite sure how long the virus lasted on surfaces. Mm. Was worried about not having wipes and Lysol and, you know, things like that. So I, I think that that was where my anxiety came from. My, my biggest concern was just how to make sure that um, kept everyone as safe as, as possible, you know? Man, speaking of Lysol, before like that spring in March, 2020, people were stealing Lysol like no one's business and wipes from the school, I don't know who it was, but I know I went in there to get some um, disinfectant, it was gone. And then of course we all know toilet, toilet, paper, toilet, toilet tissue gate. Still mind boggled, I don't gone. understand that to this day. Because they were on the news telling people to get buy toilet, toilet paper. <laughs> That's why. But um, as far as kids wearing masks, they were pretty cool with it. Um, there was one parent, I don't know what her deal was. She was talking about how the government not gonna patrol her and tell her what to do. I'm like, don't you pay taxes? Okay. So that was the only instance I remember of a parent kind of going off. But like most of the kids were fine. Um, but a lot of children, they were just kind of, at a certain point in the school year, they, they were just kind of over it. They were tired, mm -hmm. they didn't want to do it anymore, they just wanted to be done um, and just be done with the school year. But and it wasn't just the students, the teachers were tired too because at one point we're doing virtual and we're doing in-person. Yes, I did that. And it, it was like being on a hamster wheel. I know for me as a speech therapist, you have a group but everyone's working on different things. And I got a kid online and if I don't keep this kid engaged, he or she is gonna walk off somewhere. And I, or, or get distracted by the dog or somebody else. And then my student who's with me keeps talking to me. Oh yeah, okay, well you have your thing to do. And it was, it was a lot. It just, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I was just really tired a lot of days. And on top of, of course, still being expected to do everything else that you are required to do for your job, of course. But it was, it was a lot. It was a long school year. A long school year. So, um, how'd you feel about the school year overall, Brian? Um, so school year overall, it was, it was an interesting one, um, <laughs> kind of like what Anita was saying, I was actually super impressed with our, our students, um, wearing masks. We really didn't get any kids, um, who were so against it or even if they were against it, they just did it because mm -hmm. they knew it made other people feel comfortable. Um, and it allowed them to participate more in what, what we were doing in class. So it was really great to see that. Um, I, there was a lot of interesting things I know, and I wasn't there from this previous school year, but I know for me as a special education teacher, there was numerous paperwork type things mm -hmm. that were not really done or 
filled out correctly from the previous school year. Mm. So I, I had to do a bunch of stuff at the beginning of the school year to make sure that the IEPs were correct and there wasn't going to be any issues or you know legal problems, things like that. And that was um, that was really hard because I didn't know the students yet. You know, it takes it takes a while to get to know someone. So exactly. Uh, that was that was a difficult part of the, the transition, but overall, I I felt like our principals and then the teachers, especially our the specific team that I was working on, we did a great job of communicating um, and just really working together. I think everyone was on the same page, which made things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally would have liked to have been virtual the year because really didn't feel like my my uh, safety was being really. Mm. thought of, but mm-hmm. I also didn't understand the argument that there was a lot of kids who they weren't being protected at all and we're not we're not talking about COVID, we're talking about, you know, abusive relationships, we're exactly. talking about, you know, mental abuse, physical, whatever it might be. Right. So for me, I just had to kind of suck it up and realize that I was probably doing a greater good even though I was putting myself at risk. Um, but that was that was something to kind of mentally get over, and I know, I don't know how I actually looked, but I did feel uncomfortable probably for the first month, um, just even interacting and not sure how to get how close to get. And I've always been a person that likes to work right next to kids and, try, and show them examples directly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even that, I felt hesitant to. I mean, I just did it anyways because you kind of once you're doing it, you don't really think about what you're doing; you're just kind of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The school year overall was went well. I think at, at, towards the end and at the end, um, I think it was it was a successful year. I'm glad the kids were able to attend school and be there um, in person because the ones that we did have that were virtual, I don't think they got as much out of the school year as the right. ones that were there. Yeah, right. um, And I actually I do fear for uh, numerous amounts of kids um, about how the next school year, this coming yeah. school year is going to be for them. Cause I feel like there's a lot of deficit areas. Mm-hmm. School districts across the country, are, I'm just going to assume are probably a lot lenient, a lot more lenient on the grading policy, passing kids along. They did. Um, and, and trying to understand the trauma a lot of kids went through, but at the same time too, at what, what, what cause or you know what's the potential impact of, of doing those types of things too because if you don't have a kid that's motivated to learn and get better then they're just going to steadily fall behind and so that's what I do worry about moving forward that's a good point um I know I've had we had a student I had not seen him he started school in January I didn't see him the entire time the, from January up until school ended we never saw him he just didn't come and he wasn't the only one kids would like 30 absences, 40, 60, right. you try and call the parent, you can't get through, or this is going on, that's going on. We even had something called a virtual learning plan for those in special education where if the parent was not comfortable with them coming online and um, they didn't want them in the building, the parent would come and get worksheets. They would come pick up worksheets and turn them back in. But that didn't work out either because sometimes we wouldn't get the work back. Um, and there were kids who were passed on, and of course there are parents who were doing the work for the children. Um, that was another issue. So mm-hmm. I agree with you, and I worry also next year about the gap. You know, these children, okay. were, you know, were behind. They missed school for months in 2020. Then we come back, and then we're virtual. We're we're, we're hybrid. 
some kids are coming, some are not coming, and it, it's, it does, you know, it, they're just falling through the cracks. So I think about that a lot too. And Jasmine talking about her experience, how she felt like she didn't learn um, a lot for her senior year. Jasmine, do you want to elaborate um, more on that? I know you're going. To, how, how confident do you feel about college? Do you feel okay? Um, yeah, I kind of feel okay since I since I um said earlier I did dual enrollment classes, oh, yeah. so I'm done with my core classes. That's really so I'm going straight into my major of chemistry. So I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I love science, so I think I'm going to do good in that part. Um. About the elaboration for the, I feel like I didn't learn anything. Um, honestly, I'm a hands-on learner, so oh. it was very difficult for me to not be able to actually see what the instructor was doing. Um, right. I can't. I can learn from listening, but I'm not really a good auditory learner. Mm -hmm. I'm, I prefer hands-on learning to actually see what the person is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel. I feel like we kind of started off difficult during the school year, but I feel like the school system as a whole kind of overcame the obstacles. Um, <laughs> kind of overcame the obstacles. I feel like like this year was like a teaching moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'll, know, <laughs> they'll know what to do and what not to do um, during the upcoming school year. So I, hopefully everything, even though it's not going to be normal, hopefully it can kind of get back to where it was. Yeah, I'm hoping it gets as normal as possible, mm -hmm. especially with, you know, the vaccinations that um, have taken place. And um, I don't know, I, I think that may have actually helped a little bit in, in yeah, how we might people, start next people year. People need to go and get, I think we are, I think Georgia is 40% vaccinated. That's Last time I looked, it's, it's low and now, and they're going even lower in fact. I think we're at risk of, of some vaccines expiring because people are oh, not yeah. going to get them. They're not going to get the second. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Jasmine, were you vaccinated? No, ma'am. I I think the the numbers are so low because it's not actually required because I know um, Alabama State, they told me that we don't even have to get a vaccine to come to school. Mm. We only have to have a negative COVID test. Okay. And then that's not, not required. And, and negative doesn't mean you you know you don't have it. So mm -hmm. you you will be actually in the classroom when you start. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Are masks required? I think masks are required on campus, but as far as the COVID vaccine, it's not. Okay. Brian, if you want to say, have you been vaccinated? Oh yeah, I was like, I I <laughs> but that's also too far. Like, I it, I finally went home last week for the first time, oh. so. And part of the reason I want to get vaccinated is because my mom has underlying health problems. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, a big driving point for me, um, just to make sure I could go visit family again. Because it's been a it's been a long year, and yeah. um, you know, luckily we do a weekly family Zoom meeting, so oh, I can see them so you know, doing Zoom stuff. But there, there's a big difference between right. talking to someone on the computer than actually being there with them. Right. So. Where's home for you? Um, it's called Lake Villa, Illinois. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Jasmine, were you, did you see any of your friends? So thinking about Brian and his family, did you, were you able to see friends during this time or how did you communicate with your friends? Um, we basically communicated through text or FaceTime. I was honestly 
at first, during like the first months of March, I'm like, oh, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. We, we just got to go back to school. So, but after not being able to do anything for the whole summer, I think I was kind of disappointed. And then my mom actually had COVID in December. Oh, so wow. I definitely couldn't go anywhere then. Right. Um, I got like during the whole year I was trying to in the house I we didn't go anywhere especially during the COVID scare my mom had because Mm -hmm. um she was actually in the house with us so all of us had to be quarantined for two weeks um was she she wasn't hospitalized was she no ma'am she wasn't that's good that's really good that's terrible I'm, I'm glad you know she's she's better now you missed out on a lot for your senior year but I do know that there was a senior prom what was that like for you was it fun um yes i actually enjoyed it um then a lot of people didn't come but mm-hmm. i enjoyed the scene from it it showed me what i missed out on from junior year i don't think it actually was what it would have been my junior year if COVID had to come but it was kind of like a good experience like so where was it you said when was it? Where? Where where'd you guys have where it? Where was it? It was um at the T Red building downtown. Oh. Mm-hmm. On Main Street. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw, had no um, idea that was a prom. I didn't <laughs> think Yeah, I saw some pictures on Facebook, you know, with Facebook friends with, you know, her mom and other oh. people there. And you look lovely by the way. You're very beautiful. Thank you. And I saw everybody dressed up and okay. um, you know, I, I was happy for him just to have something. I didn't know. You know I didn't think you were Because I know they happy. didn't have a problem. Well, it was last actually year. planned by a parent at the last moment. So. Oh, was it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. But well, I thought so, we weren't going to have it either. Mm-hmm. Oh, the school was like, nah, we ain't doing it. <laughs> what was graduation like? Um, it was okay. So, <laughs> I actually enjoyed graduation also. I wish I could go back. Um, I think it. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, we kind of weren't excited, but during the end of the year, we kind of made a lot of memories. I think this will definitely be a rememberable year, mm-hmm. my senior year, because it did not go as planned at all. But I think I kind of enjoyed it towards the end. But during the beginning, we didn't do anything. Like, they could plan events for us at the end of the year. Like, we actually did get a senior kind of cookout thing. Okay. Um, we got prom, graduation, so I was just excited about it. That's yeah, cool. that's good because there are some schools who didn't even get that much. Mm-hmm. I, I know, so I'm glad you guys did get a little bit of the senior year experience, even though it wasn't what it could have been if not been hit by this pandemic. Yeah, no senior trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. We did actually have like a a one day senior trip. We went to Wild Adventures. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. we there's no need for senior ditch day because we were never in school anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the whole year was a senior ditch day. <laughs> <laughs> camera's off oh my gosh turn your camera on i'm mute i'm mute i, I kept saying that i kept saying that why, why is your you, camera off? you ask a question and no one says anything they're just looking at you yeah they did not say, talk oh, talk to me hello mm. you know or i had a parent give the answer like ma'am can you please it's it's it ma'am <laughs> no i'm working with him i had that happen a lot what else I had too much crazy stuff going on. You know, I heard teachers say pajamas, and that was this one story about a grandma who was nude. We, I didn't see anything about like that. I didn't see the naked people. They, the that Lord. happened in Florida. Something's always happened in Florida. Though. Florida's crazy. Um, but this upcoming school year, I do know everyone will be back in the building. I don't even know if masks are required or not. Um, I don't know. 
Um, <laughs> Brian's like, no, no. <laughs> we don't know. We, we have no idea. I do know everyone's coming back, I, um, I guess, pending whatever COVID wants to do. Mm. Um, no more, I know one thing, no more weather days. That's just going to, that's over. So, no, we had that weather day. We just had online school. Yeah. That's yeah. done. So, I think online will continue to be a big part of education now. But um, as far as I know, it's supposed to be, quote, unquote, normal school year. I'm going to try to make it as normal as possible. And I think well, with the kids I'm getting now, you know, the, the new eighth grade students, this would be their first normal middle school school year, if you think about it. Their sixth grade yeah. year, COVID hit, and we went home. They didn't get to finish as normal. True. And then the seventh grade year, the whole year was weird. Some were probably at home the entire time, and some were in and out because we did have some quarantine students and some quarantined um, faculty members and, and, and staff and things. And so it was just a strange time because this, this was an unprecedented event for those of us who were here to experience it. And everybody did the absolute best that they could do, I think. Um, and it was just not a normal school year for anybody and so i think i'm, I'm gonna do my level best to make this as, as normal as possible and a little more um guidance to make sure that they have a little more structure um this year i think we miss out on a lot of that the past couple of years yeah i'm also curious as to i know like this past school year if someone in the classroom got had was positive for COVID, that whole classroom would close and quarantine. I kind of wonder if they would continue that for uh, the next school year or not. Because um, I, I know I had to, I go, I travel to different schools and I had the issue of, I would go get a kid and they say, oh, he's out because so-and-so has, and his family has COVID, he has COVID. I'm like, well, I was just with this kid. We're having a contact tracing. And sometimes <laughs> that just didn't happen. And I'm freaking out, okay, wait a minute, how am I feeling? Can I smell, can I taste? And that was a concern for me going to different schools. So, but luckily, and I, like you, Brian, since I had the chance, I went and got that vaccine as soon as I had the opportunity. So, and I wore my mask. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's just one of those things you just gotta be flexible. So, um, I think that's all that we were gonna touch on. The upcoming school year, it is what it is. Any last, <laughs> any last thoughts? Anything that I didn't, we didn't talk about that you may have thought of? Um, I kind of think next year might be worse than this year. Like in, in my head a little <laughs> bit because I think people are going to think we're back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And get relaxed. Right. And so just even like, I've already been in my mind, you know, because teachers, once July hits, you're already thinking about the next school year. Mm -hmm. And so it's already started to creep into my mind. Sadly. And um, I've already thought that I think I'll probably still wear a mask, even though I'm vaccinated. Because mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about, you know, there's going to be kids who, who parents are going to want them to wear the mask. And they're probably the ones that are vaccinated. But because there's underlying health issues and things like that going on in people's life, I feel like at the very least, I can just kind of suck it up and be uncomfortable. Um, and... You know, if that's the worst thing, you know, not wearing a mask is that just it's hot and it's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. then I think I can probably just do, do that for other people. But I'm, you know, there, there's a lot of, I have a lot of concerns about how long the vaccines are lasting too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I know depending on which one you got, it seems to have different varying rates of how long it lasts. It seems from what I've read, which is pretty extensively, Moderna seems like it was probably the, the best option as far as the one that's lasting the longest for people. 
Um, and then once that happens, what are we doing? Is there going to be more made available to people? Um, and then with the variances of the strands. Exactly, the Delta variant. Like, how's that going to impact? So I'm actually, I'm actually more concerned about this school year than I think I was last year because I think too many people are going to get comfortable. And I think once the fall hits and flu season. Oh, my God, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I, yeah. I think, I hope, I hope that school districts are thinking about that already and are prepared for that and are, are very mindful. But I think I'm going to maybe even be more cautious than I was last year mm. <laughs> to start this school year. And I'm fingers crossed that everything works out perfect. So. No, I agree with you on that. I have been thinking a lot. I, I've asked several people would masks be required, but no one knows. I think mm. they should still because we're going to have everyone back in. I mean, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. You cannot social distance with that. And I think that mask is the best way to keep everyone protected. And again, you know, that's, and you're right about, you don't, don't know how long the vaccines last. I've, I've read about boosters. They may need a booster in six months. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm also nervous about everyone coming back, but, you know. And I'm tired about hearing people who uh, will use the, my, my rights are being violated for wearing oh, a mask. Oh, good Lord, yeah. yeah. Like, at what point, just as a human society, do we not just kind of realize that we need to kind of look out for each other. And if by wearing a mask, it's one of the simplest forms, I think, of just being exactly. a good person. You know, and I understand, like, they are uncomfortable. Like, mm -hmm. I have thought about shaving, but I have a weird chin, so I'm just going to keep <laughs> the beard going. But it's really uncomfortable to wear. But at the end of the day, if that really means protecting people. Now, I think once you're not in, you know, once you're in a, a more so a public setting, um, or a private setting, wherever it might be, like a private setting, do whatever you want. Right. But when you're out in public, you know, at grocery stores, at hospitals, mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. schools, churches, I think you should. You know, if you decide to go to a bar and you don't want to wear one at a bar or at a, a restaurant, whatever, you know, you're that's fine because other people are also making that choice to do these things that are more like luxury type of, you know, items where you don't have to do those things. But places where you, do, you, you have to kind of go, you know, I hope people... Um, think about that. I do too. Yeah, they should. I mean, and if you think about it, it's no different than having to wear your seatbelt when you drive. You're protecting yourself and others in, in case there's an accident. Um, I know you're not wearing a seatbelt as long as you're wearing a mask, um, you know, but it's, it's the same principle, you know. If, if you're saving your life and the life of others, um, wearing the mask is the same thing, so it really shouldn't be such a you would think difficult thing for people to want to you do, think. you know. So, Jasmine, are there any final thoughts that you that you have? Um, not really. I just hope I can kind of have a normal college year. Right. For once, <laughs> um, I just hope everything goes. I'm still gonna try to be safe. Well, I'm gonna be safe. I'm gonna mask up and make sure I sanitize everything. I just hate that. Um. There weren't any private rooms available, so basically I'm going to be oh, roommate with someone I don't even that. know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she had her COVID vaccine, because I'm planning to get one, so. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Um, yeah, I was wondering, so will it be like just you and one other person? Um, How our, room, how our dorm room is set up, I'm in CJ Dunn Tower, so it's kind of like one door, and then it's a A room, a B room, and a C room. So it's two people in each room, so it, it's actually six of us sharing a bathroom. Oh. So, Girl. Yeah. I'm trying to get a private room that didn't have any. 
Get some so shower. I can get one next semester. Yeah, I hope so. Get some shower shoes because, you know, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. So I think you can get Moderna, right? How old are you? 17, uh, 18? 18. Yes. She can get any of them. She can get either one of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's well above. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're I mean, they're out there. You can go to Publix, Walmart, um, CVS. So whenever you're ready, Walgreens, a local physician. Um, you know. Yeah. Just. I did have symptoms. Like I had all of them. I had chills. Um, I had the the body aches. I had nausea. I just had them all. I got slammed with uh, symptoms. I was tired. Yeah. I had so. no symptoms. Was, she was just tired. Did you I, have any I symptoms, Brian? I had a Brian? small headache. No, thanks. No, no, I was lucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you were. I, I had, had a long. positive COVID antibody test and, and no symptoms. So at, at some point, I came in contact yeah. with something or somebody. So I think I'm, whatever thing else I have going on, I, I need a little piece of luck in my life. So that's, you know, great for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, but definitely um, do all you can to protect yourself, sure. especially in that situation with six of you sharing um a bad one one bathroom, bathroom and then you know that <laughs> that space yeah Oof. that's a lot but congrats huh go ahead jasmine i said i hate it i said the same thing um i wanted to go to family but didn't work out so that's all right yeah you're still going to a a, a very good school mm-hmm. you know and I will say, um, I'm definitely very proud of you Aww. and everything that you have accomplished. You've done so well. I think I had a little small part in that. Um, <laughs> yes, you taught her. Right? I did. Yeah. This is one of my, my many, many, many. Seventh grade. Yes. Girl, long yes, time yes, yes. Ago. Long Girl, time ago. You so old. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Congrats, Jasmine. Wish you Thank all the you. best. Definitely. It's very college. Either COVID. Pandemic or not, it's very exciting time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, I think we cover everything. Um, but I just want to um, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jasmine, for participating. Really appreciate it. So um, if all hearts and minds are clear, we are going to end this podcast. wrap it up. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, thanks guys for tuning in to end the topic. It's we'll see you next time. Bye.